This is the Neil Evans Says Podcast. This week, Neil Evans Says... It's always been about this race, Bazaki this prep. Uh, and this is D-Day, and you mentioned Annabelle Nish and three runners by far. Big Zaki's the best of them. Now McDonald gets busy on Zaki on the inside and they're two lengths clear from Profondo. Zaki's starting to go through his gears now, the eight-year-old. Welcome to the Near 11 Says podcast and all eyes this week are on Mooney Valley for the running of the Cox Plate. Near 11's is waiting in the wings to give us his thoughts and tips on the big race as well as the Metacardo Stakes on Friday night and we'll also head to Ramwick, the Spring Champion Stakes. Welcome, Neil Evans. I want to start this week by playing back something that you said last week. Have a listen to this. I think now fitter and getting up to the trip. If Durston gets a run, it is first reserve, so it does need a scratching, and probably close enough to 30 to 1. I think Durston can run a race. So just keep that one in mind, punters. Neil, an absolute beauty of a tip from you there, and Damien Oliver has secured a ride aboard Durston for the Melbourne Cup. It's currently at around $15, and Ollie chasing his fourth Melbourne Cup victory. Yes, what a day it was. It was a tough day, uh, but the Caulfield Cup run in the mud, of course. And, yeah, look, uh, I even had one of my uh, uh, followers who did have, because we were on Gold Trip as well, was a massive run and probably a little unlucky, probably should have won the Cup. It was held up at the 600, got home hard, was going to win the race, and then Durston gets the last crack down the outside. And when we did the podcast, as you remember, Matt, $29 we were talking, still yep. jumped about 19 or 20. And I even know one of my followers who had a nice little Quinella. Uh, which is incredible to have those two up top there win a Group 1 race. I think the Quinella was about 120 to 1. So uh, all round in a tough race, it was a very nice result. It certainly was. Well, let's go to Melbourne shortly. But first, Ramwick for Ladies' Day, and the weather looks to be serving up a bit of everything for Saturday, a morning shower, a little breezy, and the chance of an afternoon thunderstorm. Race 8, the Group 1 Moey and Chandon Spring Champion Stakes at set weights for three-year-olds. An endurance test over 2000 and $2 million in prize money. Profondo won it last year. Some big champions of the turf have claimed it, including the great Kingston Town in 1979. And, Neil, the favourite with TAB is number one, Elliptical. Yeah, Elliptical's going places for sure. 4-3-2 in the form sheet. Fourth up here, big chance in the race for the informed Blake Shin from gate one. It is a real stepping stone race, the spring champion for the three-year-olds, particularly heading towards the Victoria Derby in a week's time. So the last hit out, very important hit out. Uh, elliptical is certainly a chance there and in the race, but I'm a massive fan of number three, Sharp and Smart. Uh, Sumsy, I think this is well over the odds at around that $6.50, $7 mark. The Rogerson team across the Tasman have always had a massive opinion of this horse, and the best is still yet to come. It, it was a first up winner on the other side, back in New Zealand, comes across here, had a couple of false starts with the weather, but that win... Uh, in the Group 3 gloaming, you recall that was rescheduled to Warwick Farm midweek. That was a really tough, tough win because taking on a long way from home, still dug in hard on a wet track. It was pretty pretty solid and dominant on the line. And this is a horse that's still rising. I think a few of the others have shown their hand, but Sharp and Smart is still very much on the way up. Goes now from a mile to 2,000 metres. It's all about peaking for the derby. You go back through its form, you talk about a horse called Mr Maestro who's favourite for the derby. Sharp and Smart has a four-length win over that horse. The scope, the progression, the mile and a half and even a fraction beyond ability for this horse is very, very good. And I think at the value, it's a sensational bet in the Group 1 Spring Champion, number three, Sharp and Smart. So it's paying about $6 at the moment. We've got Bowman on board as well. So it is a pretty good chance, isn't it? 
Oh, terrific price. And, uh, you, you know, obviously there's not a lot between them here, but, you know, you look for horses trying to, particularly three-year-olds this time of the year who are peaking for longer trips. This is ideal. I think Rogie's mapped this out beautifully. Third up at the 2000 before it gets to the Derby. It's just a lovely profile for a three-year-old here. I think it is uh, it is clearly the value for me, uh, number three to win. Uh, I've got it on top, clearly, uh, Sumzi. Uh, elliptical, you mentioned, comes through those good form lines, of course. It'll be right there, and no doubt we'll be smashing the line over 2,000 metres. And we leave in number four, Williamsburg, who's had four runs this prep, nice and fit from a soft draw, uh, and no question it'll be running out for 2,000 nice and uh, strong as well. So three pretty good three-year-olds, but the best of them is number three, sharp and smart, ahead of elliptical number one, and Williamsburg goes in for third. So there you go. That's race eight at Ramwick. That's the spring champion stakes. Neil's tips three, one and four. Off to the valley now and the action kicks off on Friday night with race seven, the $2 million Manicato stakes, 1,200 metres at weight for age for three-year-olds and up. First run in 1968 is the freeway stakes and renamed in honour of the Hall of Fame champion Manicato who won this race twice as well as winning five consecutive William Reed stakes at Mooney Valley from 1979 to 1983. Manicato died of an illness in 1984 and is buried at the Valley, Neil. Wonderful spread of Manicato. And I, I, if anyone, I'm sure people, most people have, it's been around a long time, that old video, The King and the Man, Kingston Town and Manicato. They're great group one wins with the great Bill Collins at his best. It's fabulous listening. And I always remember when he was, the, uh, I think, the first sprinter to top the $1 million mark and the famous Bill Collins words, there it is. The million-dollar man gets in. I'll never forget it. He, he was a great sprinter. And, look, it's a fascinating race. A lot of luck, big field, tight turning around the valley. The rain's coming back. Very tough for punters to decipher, but always fascinating. Okay. How do you see this one mapping out? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I've never been a big fan of the, of the Friday night into Saturday, and they don't move the rail, which to me is a little bit gobsmacked. There's a lot of traffic going around, but it's all part of the fascination of the valley. There's plenty of chances. I think Paul Ailey for Godolphin number five is a worthy favourite. It's drawn to get a trail third up. It's peaking. And keep in mind, uh, James Cummins decided to take this horse here rather than the Everest. So that's got to be a big pointer. But there are many chances. And there's one at a massive price, hand on heart a bit here, that I think can run a bold race second up, uh, particularly in a high-pressure 1,200-metre sprint where there's a lot more speed on, and that is number nine, September Run, for Chris Waller and Karen McAvoy riding. Second up over 1,000 metres in the Moya was really only just getting warmed up late. It was a fair way off the winner. You know, horses had sat up a lot closer and had a, had a bit of turn of foot. This is completely different. A lot of pressure up front. Gloves will come off uh, well before the bend, perhaps at the four 500-metre mark, and it might just set up for a horse smoking his pipe well back in the field like this mare September run, who will look to get three and four wide from about the three 400-metre mark and roar home late. And around about 20 to one, Sumsy, do yourself a favour, as Molly Meldrum used to say, and have something on number nine September run. Okay, who are the other dangers? Oh, there's plenty of them. Don't worry about dangers in the Manicato. Look, I've left Paul Laley in there for second, third up, a high, high-class uh, uh, horse, this one uh, for the Cummings-McDonald combination. Probably sits one off the fence and three pairs back. Coolan Gatter is very smart. Second up winner, lightly raced. The worry is gate one. She won't get that far back, just behind the speed, but it can be chaos in there if you sort of get held up and the others swoop around you. So Jamie Carr will have a task there to get off the fence at some stage. Coolan Gatter, class, down there on the, uh, the three-year-old filly's weight of 51 kilos, goes in for third. And I think Rothfire 
Number seven, third up for Heathcote. It's probably over the odds of shade around that $758 mark. So uh, there's good value there. Third up, Rothfire getting out to 1,200 metres. Always fascinating. Big price on top, September run number nine to beat five, Paul Laley. 14, Cool and Gatter, where we like to go for a holiday. And seven, Rothfire. And one who fires up is you. You're, you fire up, Sumsy. So, <laughs> yeah, Rothfire. It's got a bit of a ring to it, you think? Well, I, I will fire up when I'm at Cool and Gatter in a couple of weeks' time. There you so. go. Looking forward to that. Now, that is uh, race seven on Friday night at the Valley, the Manicato. Neil's tips nine, five, 14, and seven. Okay, it's the big one now. Mooney Valley Saturday, race nine, the $5 million group one WS Cox Plate, Australia's weight for age championship. Neil, Animo looks unbeatable at $2.40 with the tab. But Annabelle Nisham, she's only been training for two years and she's got three runners in this year's Cox Plate. Yep. including one of your favourites, the big tank, Zaki. Well, you say unbeatable, Animo, and look, it deserves to be favourite, and it's bulletproof. It's one that's three runs back, uh, a star four-year-old uh, stallion, of course, uh, by Street Boss. We'll handle the ground. We should talk about the weather. Look, it's still rated a good four in Melbourne, but with a meeting Friday night, there's supposed to be plenty of rain. Into Saturday, the rain sticks around. We're probably going to be on about a soft six, seven by the time the Cox Plates run. It's pretty late in the day. 10 past 5 on Saturday. So I do expect them to uh, to be fairly chopped up ground. You've got to have those wet trackers. There's plenty here. This is Zaki's grand final. We know about all the dramas missing the race last year. It's fourth up now to the grand final trip at the Cox Plate and drawn the inside. The big question here early, Zaki, surely Jamie Carr doesn't hand up the lead to Alligator Blood, who's drawn the outside Alligator Blood. There'll be questions about running the trip, but he's got no choice but to zoom across and try and take the lead. I think Zaki will slip up and hold the lead and then the race is on. It's all about the sectionals through the race. What can Zaki get away with? Animo drawn well in four, gets a good run, one off the fence, maybe a couple of pairs back stalking away and then the others have got to try and run them down. I think this is peaking time for Zaki and I think the horse is advantaged around Mooney Valley where it could be a bit stop and start. I made it clear that I thought she just went a little early on Zaki last start, only collared in the last 50 metres by Animo and I'm Thunderstruck uh, getting home late. So I think it's different around the valley. I think Zaki can boss it. And I think this is the, the big boys race, the eight-year-old to win. No doubt Animo, a massive threat, of course, has to be going great guns. And fourth up, just looks right for this trip, of course. It was brilliant in the race last year, uh, not beaten far. A couple of others to watch out for here. Sums in a big, big way. Number six, gold trip. Of course, when that massive race in the Caulfield Cup for us, mm. this is a big call, this one. Seven-day backup from the Ma Eustace camp. Very smartly, this stable has thrown the blinkers on, and that is, of course, from a horse coming back from 2,400 metres, almost back 400 metres in trip, going to wait for age. The blinkers in, a, in an outright attempt to keep this horse sharpened for a wait for age contest. Jamie Spencer, the UK jockey, flown out specifically to ride. And if this is truly hardly run from the 1,000, I think Gold Trip's a huge chance. We'll be getting home right at the end of the race. And keep an eye on the market for 12, El Bodegon, the new horse in the Waller camp who's got very good European form, hasn't started for 10 weeks, but very good form across Europe and the UK in high-class sort of group racing. So El Bodegon is a real query in the race. So there's plenty of others. I think I'm Thunderstruck. We'll be getting home late from the back as well. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of quality and depth over the trip here. And on with Zaki Sumsey, hand goes on the heart. People, I can hear them saying, here he goes again with Zaki, but I think this is the <laughs> most now. They'll be saying it, but I'm sticking. One Zaki to beat the star Animo, and I'm definitely putting in Gold Trip for third, 
and we'll be having something small on each way there, number six, and uh, the other one I'll put in for fourth. Getting home late, number two, I'm thunderstruck. All right, so uh, one, ten, six, and two, and sticking with Zaki, you're very loyal, aren't you? Yeah, I'm wary of being loyal because loyalty can bite you on the you-know-where, but I just think this is it's always been about this race for Zaki, this prep, uh, and this is D-Day, and you mentioned Annabelle Nish and three runners by far. Big Zaki's the best of them. Yes, it's going to be a big afternoon, the running of the Cox Plate at Mooney Valley on Saturday. This is the Neil Evans Says Podcast. You can follow Neil on Twitter and get his quaddies for Ramwick and the Valley. His Twitter handle is at Neil Evans Mail. We release the podcast every Friday morning by 8am. Look out for us on Spotify, iHeartRadio and other podcast platforms. Don't forget to share us. Another great job from you, Neil. After your effort last week, uh, absolutely fantastic. And uh, I'll tell you what, the podcast ratings are out and we've made it into the top 100 podcasts. Already? The top 100 podcasts in Broken Hill.